Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the show based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guides. This is an ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby. Morning, actually. Not as cold it's as spring. It's spring, Stu. I know, finally. Do you know how I know it's spring? Because I get, I get hay fever, like itchy oh, eyes, okay. you know. Okay. So if, I'm, if, if I sound like I've got a cold, I haven't got a cold, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's lovely spring. I love spring, but <laughs> it punishes me but not, at the same time. Oh, well, that kind of leads yeah. well into our uh, Second Corinthians <laughs> passage, I feel. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, welcome, welcome, listeners. We are into Thrive Deeper, episode 154, and we're sort of embarking into 2 Corinthians. Uh, we'll probably try to cover here from uh, chapters 1 to chapter 9 of Second Corinthians and uh, just by way of a little background, this was again a letter written to the church in Corinth, probably about a year after the letter of, that was First Corinthians, mm. since we've just finished, uh, was written. There was potentially another lost letter, what's been referred yeah. to as the sorrowful letter between <clears throat> yeah. one and two Corinthians. This was probably around what seems to be around a specific issue of discipline of a member of the church as a result of, of some ongoing sin. And it seems also that um, between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, Paul potentially visited the church in Corinth, uh, but that visit didn't go so well. Uh, and it would seem that perhaps there were some false prophets that had influenced the, Christ- the Corinthian Christians. And I wonder how. Spaghetti deterred against Paul. I wonder, Stu, how, you know, <clears throat> Paul was pretty hard sort oh, of guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. very loving and, yep. you know, full of passion for, you know, for these people, but. Yeah, you know, he he wouldn't have been someone to mess with yes. in, in one sense, yes, and probably not very good articulate in a face to face kind of conversation presentation. Potentially, no, I, it's like yeah, you know. I mean, so, I, I love to try and imagine this because yeah, yeah. I love the way that God uses different people exactly in different right. situations and yep. all of their quirks and. You know, to put up with what Paul had to put up with. I mean, yeah. this guy, yeah. and and he lists the stuff no, he that sure he does. went through. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the sort of person oh, that's yeah. going to withstand that. You know, yeah. uh, you'd have to be like Paul th- that to lives be able to like exactly. he's going to. I mean, he's going to travel all over the place. Yep. you have to be a certain sort of person. God uses that. Yeah. Um, but he was pretty uncompromising sort yeah. of guy. Yeah. I mean, he lived this amazing life of discipleship of Jesus. Uh, like pretty much like few other people in history, in fact. Mm. And he expects a lot from other, from yeah, others yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so probably the primary purpose as we read through this was to, first of all, deal with these false prophets. I think he, he was looking to try to mend his battered relationship with the church in yeah. Corinth. This is on this visit. This is yeah, on this, yeah. this visit and, yeah. and to see the repentance of the church and to ensure that the continued support for the impoverished Christians yeah. in Jerusalem. And we'll come back to that because he speaks a bit to that towards yeah. the end of yeah, chapter a, two. That's an so interesting one. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So where where are we going to kick off? Uh, Two Corinthians chapter one, I guess. So um, so just to finish off yeah, what go. you were saying, those Jews. Yep. So he the visit doesn't go well. That's right. That's uh, what you were saying. Um, he leaves. Yes. Decides. Look, I, I think I better just leave. This is a, it's a difficult. Oh man, it's a difficult situation, Absolutely. isn't it? This is a church. I mean, he leaves. He's really exactly. actually dejected. I yep. mean, you really sense his grief. Yeah. Um, he thinks, man, I, like I better just these. They're not really mm. taking this from me. Mm. He's been, he's been really undermined, undercut yep. by these visiting prophets. Prophets, probably from the east. You know, yeah. they probably come from the east, from you know, um, yep. Jerusalem. Because yep. the closer you get to Jerusalem, the more uh, sort of opposition there was to you know to Paul's ministry. 
And they've come in, they've come with their letters of recommendation. It was a big deal mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you sort of come with your CV. That's right. That, that was yep. a big deal in the ancient world. Yep. Uh, and these are impressive people. They're pretty well-to-do. They're well-spoken. A lot of things that actually Paul wasn't. Mm. Uh, he, uh, you know, he was not the most articulate That's right. person. He also, he worked for his own, you know, I mean, and he did that for a purpose. Yeah. For a purpose, so as not to burden the churches. Well, also, though there was no no question around his motive. That's well, right. You, you know? know, so he sacrificed actually a lot, and so therefore he wasn't he wasn't wealthy. No, uh, which again that was a thing that drew respect in in those days, and also he suffered a lot. Yeah. And yeah. in a, a, in the sort of context of the ancient world, that didn't that didn't look very good. Yeah. No. There's something wrong with you. If, you. if you're going through all of that, um, there's, you know, I mean, it's in the pagan context, you know, the gods aren't, you, you're no friend of the gods, yeah. uh, obviously, if you're going to go through all that. Yeah. So, um, so they undercut him, you know, and, and when he comes back on that visit, mm. I mean, he, he's, they've just, mm. you know, they've just really rejected him. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean, there would have been some, obviously, uh, who, who are, you know, sticking with him, but, um, I, this this letter, Second uh, Corinthians, Stu, mm. has been a precious, precious letter to me. I, I I've read through this many, many times. I love the way that we see the real heart of Paul here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you really see that. It's it's it's, it's the most personal of yes. Paul's letters. Yeah. Um, and you see how human. He, I mean, obviously he was human, but there's a sense of man, Paul. And but you see here, he fe- he feels the same things that that we feel. Oh uh, yeah. Sense of feeling like, am I? Do I have to justify myself to you? I've yeah. I've yeah. you know that sense of feeling. I I have been the one who's brought the gospel message to you. You are who you are because of the message I've brought, and now you're you're going to not yeah. listen to me. Yeah. You're going to and decide I think, I'm, bet- yeah. I'm betraying you. You know, it's like yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a terribly difficult situation for yeah. Paul. It actually coincides uh, with what seems to have been a very difficult period for Paul. You know, he's had this, just early, he's had this amazing ministry in Ephesus. He was in Ephesus for yes. a couple of years. That ended uh, with a lot of persecution. You know, I mean, the success ended with a lot of persecution. Yep. He may yep. have even, some people think that he may have even there may have been a prison period in Ephesus that right. we don't okay. uh, that that isn't sort of recorded mm. in, in Acts. I mean that may be the case, but in he, but he he refers uh, in in these early chapters to some of the things that he went through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, after after I guess those initial successes, um, he, he sort of hits this valley period where it's just opposition. He's mm. driven out here, and mm. and you know he's um, y- you sense. Even the the sort of trauma coming out of that. I mean, when he lists the sort of oh, things yeah, that he went yeah. through, how could you not exactly be suffering a sort of trauma from that? And yeah, yeah. and and that sort of frames, I think, one of the most profound letters, really. And and I know it's not always easy to read this letter because you know no, he's, I found he's, it quite challenging. Yeah, it, it yeah. is a challenging read because I mean he's. He's referring a lot to the interaction with them yes. and, you know, he was here and then he came there and this is why I didn't come here. Mm, and, mm. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he's explaining why, uh, you know, he said he was going to come, but then he didn't. And it's mm. not, you know, uh, and, and why then he left. And so, yep. so some of those details can be a little confusing. 
But man, in the midst of that, this you've got some of the most yeah. profound. You've got nuggets of gold oh, yeah. uh, in all of this because Paul is, uh, you know, is having to dig deep in this period of his life, mm. and. What this letter really, um, what I come away from this letter with is this real sense on what is the nature of Christian ministry. Mm. And we're all in Christian ministry. We're all called to this mission. Yeah. But how it's completely the inverse yes. of what the sort of triumphalist kind of uh, world success, world. worldly yeah, exactly. success looks like. Yeah. Like it's just completely the opposite. Yeah. And it's 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 difficult for us to get, to get used to that, mm. you know, because when... You know, when we uh, encounter our own weakness, or when we encounter setbacks, or mm. you know, we, we, we j- it's still difficult for us to locate that within God's mm. will. And yet, what Paul says here, you know, I mean, famously in this, it's, it's in this letter he talks about God's power being made perfect in weakness. Yes, you know, yeah. and God brings him to these moments of weakness that that reveal God's power even more. And, he, and and you get this sense that he's discovering deeper things in God, you yeah. know, in, in this period. Yeah. You know, there's this sense, Stu, in which, you know, the, 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 the Christian movement, the kingdom of God is like this three steps forward, two steps back. It, 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 it goes forwards, yeah. but it's, it's not success, success, success. Yeah. Uh, well, certainly not, not in a, in a, in worldly. Well, yeah. I, was sense. Say, I think the success will come at the final you know, crossing the final line when we're yeah, know, absolutely, and so really, it's about obedience, not so much success. Yeah. It'll look like success sometimes, but many other times it won't look like success. Yeah, and much and, the same as Christ's crucifixion didn't look like success. You know, absolutely. Uh, so I think that's you know that's really what Paul's trying to speak to here. Absolutely, ways, and is it, that's the ultimate. Jesus is the ultimate model in yeah. that. Yeah. And the important thing about that recognizing that. Three steps forward, two steps back, three mm. steps forward, two steps back. You sense that in, in the book of Acts, in Paul's ministry, is that what happens in the two steps back is as important yeah. as what happens in the three steps That's forward. That's a great point. Because the two steps back, this is important, you know, I think this is important for us because yes. we just want to go from strength to strength mm-hmm. to strength. But it's, it's the encounter with our failures and our weakness, it's that two steps back, it's what happens there. That is going to be the launching place for the three steps forward. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a really important life principle, and this is what I really see in this letter in a very profound way. And I think also for me, I, I, that's such a great point. It's also in those two steps back that we make sure we keep our eyes on the Lord. Yeah, that's and right. Don't get kind of wrapped up in our own successes yeah. for one of a better word, yeah. because it's you know it's too easy to do that. You know. And, yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, uh, let's try and l- let's work through some of the highlights. Yeah, in this. Yeah. As, as I said, it's it's not it's not an easy sequence. It's coming out of Paul's heart, mm. th- which is exactly what I love about it more than like Romans, which has a very logical yep. uh, yeah, kind of flow to it. This yeah. this has a real heart flow yep. uh, to it. Yep. Um, so uh, he he addresses the fact that you know first of all. The, the it, these troubles that he's experienced that for the readers were were really was an undermining factor. Yeah. You know, he says in verse six, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. Yes. Yeah. If we are comfort, it is for your comfort. You know, uh, he says in verse eight, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We are under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Mm. 
Um, indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. I mean, this is, yeah. and you'd think he'd, he'd say, oh, no, 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 we're, we're doing great. Don't, don't worry, uh, you know, to try to pull back some credibility. Yeah. No, no. He says, no, it's actually worse than you think. Yeah. I'm actually, it's it, my, the suffering that I've been through is actually worse than, than you think. But see, for him, that is the mark of a true disciple. Not that yes. we want to bring on no, no. Uh, unnecessary persecution and opposition. We, you know, I mean, because you see elsewhere that Paul does everything he can to avoid unnecessary controversy yep. and opposition, but there's an inevitability to it. Mm. And the, the hardships that he goes th- through, for him, that's a mark of following Jesus, as you said yeah, before. Yeah, absolutely. So what, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, Jesus suffered uh, for his mission for the church and what you see Paul saying here, mm. and I'm doing the same. Mm. I'm actually su- the suffering that I'm going through is for your sake. He's mm. saying, mm. Um, and I think yeah. that does counter our culture that thinks you know God doesn't want us to suffer. You know, and in, in fact, you know, um, and that if we do suffer, it's due to our lack of faith. Yeah. But you know, let's not be undecided here that Paul did not lack faith, but he definitely yeah. experienced suffering. Yeah, that's you know? right. And and so that is, a, as you said, a real part of what it is to be a disciple of Christ. You know, to be on mission for Christ. That's right. And he says in verse 9, but this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, that's but right. on God, yeah. who raises the dead. I mean, that's a great cliche, Stu, isn't it? Mm. You know, I, you know, it's put having our strength in God rather than in ourselves. Mm. But it's it's all too – the cliches are, are cliches yeah. because they're just so true. And that's the two steps back is that moment where you realize, uh, no, actually, you can't cope. Yes, we can't cope without God, and we need to recognize that and encounter our our weakness. Uh, we need to encounter our need for grace yep. as well yep. and forgiveness. And yep. um, so, yeah, yeah that's no, right. uh, it's 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 a great point that comes out of and, this. And I think Paul was really honest about how he was feeling to them as well. You know, it was almost like he didn't want to go back because he <clears throat> didn't really want to be discouraged. If you know, in terms of the visit, yeah, you know. Um, who was going to encourage him because they were yeah. popping up, as you say, where they were in Asia Minor there. And um, uh, he, it was like, man, I'm not sure I can deal with yeah. uh, more discouragement. Kind of yeah, thing that's right. Sense. So anyway. he, he goes next on to, uh, uh, to talk, really to under, to defend his integrity yes, in some of right. his plans. And, yep. uh, and, and we won't go too much into that. But, you know, he says, even though it looks like, I mean, one of the key points here, it looks like, yes, there's been a change of plans and this happened rather than that. It's yeah. The main thing that he wants to see is that God actually is at work yes. and God is the consistency through all of this, yeah. you know. Um, so things, you know, I mean, his plans chopped and changed. He wanted to go here, but then that didn't end up happening. Mm. So he says, well, yeah, but so what? I mean, yeah. because basically God is the constant one here and he's the one that I'm yeah. pointing to yeah. uh, all the time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he, he then addresses, um, and, and I'm, I'm into chapter two yep. here now, Stu, he then uh, addresses, um, the discipline issue. Yeah, the discipline issue. Now it's interesting because when, um, uh, and, and I'm just going to go back to the, some of the background yeah, that you explained, yeah. uh, initially. So, so Paul with this, you know, the tearful letter that you mentioned mm. uh, after he leaving in sort of disgrace, you know, mm. uh, almost being driven out. Well, yeah. we're not driven out, but he decides to leave rather than, yeah. you know, he writes a very tearful letter. And so he this sent- is after Corinthians 1. He's yeah. visited the church. He's, he's It's not gone well. Yeah. And after he's left, before he writes this letter that we're in now, he, he writes this yeah. tearful letter. Yeah, that's right. Sorry Look, hey, 1 Corinthians is, mm. a, is a tough 
There's, yeah, it's yeah, a tough letter right. itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's pro- that, that, that probably wasn't received so well, which is why he, he went, went in the first place and visited. Yeah. Um, and then that doesn't go well, right? And that's partly because by that stage he's been undermined by these uh, by these other come leaders in, who yeah. have come in and undercut him. Yeah. Uh, so so he sort of leaves thinking, oh man, I, I, I'm this is just gonna this is not gonna yeah. it's just getting worse. And he sends Titus back. Yes. This is uh, you know Titus is a key character mm-hmm. here. Now Titus, um, you get the sense that Titus seems to have been something of a sort of more a bit more of a people person, a diplomat, a pastor. Yeah, you know, isn't yep. he? Because yep. I mean, we have a letter, the letter to Titus, of course, yes. uh, um, is part of the New Testament. So Titus goes back with this letter. Mm. So the letter obviously was was a uh, uh, yeah pretty um, tough yep. kind of letter, but Titus is there to help massage it in, in yep. a sense. Yep. Now Paul is really anxious about this, and he's waiting for. Titus come out, how's this going to go? I yeah, mean, he, he, yeah. you know, he really speaks here to his anguish as he waited. Mm. I mean, a little mm. further on, actually. Mm. Um, so Titus comes back and the, and reports amazingly, you know, uh, that there's been, they've actually, there's big turnaround. Yes. You know, they've really come to their senses. And this is a real work of God here. Mm. You know, mm. I mean, mm. you can imagine Paul's been praying into this. and uh, But there's this real work of God. and um, But this leads to... Uh, the sort of punishment of maybe a bit of a ringleader yes. um, of the sort of rebellion against Paul seems to have been disciplined quite harshly or rejected in some way. And, yep. and Paul now wants to underscore the fact, listen, this is not a personal thing. Uh, this is not a personal battle, like a power struggle between yes. me and some other leader. That's right. So he's saying, no, listen, you need to restore that guy. Mm. You need to restore him back. Mm. Uh, so, um, you know, and again, it shows for Paul that this isn't about power struggles or, uh, you know, he's actually about the well-being uh, of people there. So, And that discipline does have important. the purpose of restoration. That's, yeah, you know, absolutely. at the end yeah. of the day, it's not yeah. just discipline because yeah. we disagree. It's like discipline. And if we see repentance, yeah, that's we right. need to restore. So. Yeah. Um, and he, and he, I think he goes on on that particular thing to say we, we, we risk actually forcing the person into a greater sin if we don't actually provide a pathway for them yeah. back. Yeah. Know, so. Pretty much from the end of chapter three, uh, mm. sorry, from the end of chapter, chapter two, two. Um, right through to chapter seven, we now have this mm. marvelous kind of outline of the nature of Christian ministry. And it yeah. starts um, uh, in chapter two, verse 14. He says, thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession mm. and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Mm. The picture here is striking mm. because... Uh, when the Romans would come back after one of their victories, yep. they would lead to humiliate the enemy, the, the, yeah, cap- the enemy, the, the, you know, the key sort of nobility, yeah. you know, belo- of, of the end, you know, the, the chief chieftains or whoever they were bringing back, yep. and they would lead these chieftains in triumphal, uh, in chains, yep. in triumphal, to completely humiliate them, and the yep. crowd would boo them and throw yep. things at them and hiss, and it was yep. just this moment of complete humiliation. And I read somewhere also that they would use aromas and perfumes, so there was this smell in the air that was, to, yep. the, to the defeated, it was the smell of death, which yep. all goes on, yep. but to the victors, it was the smell of victory. Yeah, that's know? right. But it was the same smell. Yeah, that's know? right. Uh, and so Paul is saying, we're those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but, it's, but this is our triumphal, like our... Our our, yes. our humility is before Christ. Yeah. 
and 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 it's it's a wonderfully countercultural picture because he really wants to flip things up yeah, upside yeah, down. Yeah. You know, there's a different kind of victory here. We're those guys. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. We're being we're being led as Christ captors. You know, yeah. Christ captives in triumphal procession, and and the world around us is booing and hissing and throwing things at us. And mm. but we wear, you know, we wear this yoke, the yoke of Christ, yes. with, with with you know, uh, we, we well with. Pr- Pride in that, in mm. in Christ, in mm. in this lowly position in Christ, it's it's a wonderful wonderful picture. And so, in that sense, we become this. Yeah, we become this aroma. Yeah. As the the other imagery there is the you know the, the aroma of the sacrifices. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, so there's this sense that in our in our humility, uh, people see something, people sense something in us, mm. not in not not. Not in our eloquence and our, you know, uh, all the things that these super apostles that had undercut Paul, all the things that they, you know, their letters of recommendation, their reputations yep. Yep. and their, you know, their eloquence and mm. their smartness and all of this sort of stuff. No, no. Actually, it's in our, our humility is going to, uh, is going to bring the fragrance of Christ. Yeah. Into into us. That's the powerful thing. That's mm. the thing that's going to change yeah. lives. That's what makes us. Um, that's what makes us yes, really well ministers of, of the new covenant. So, um, uh, so he goes on to say then in chapter three, and, and he addresses this issue of letters of recommendation. Yeah. It yeah. seems like weirdly, uh, and again, we have to reconstruct the background. It seems like they've said. They've said, "Oh well, okay then, Paul. Well then, you need to bring us letters of recommendation. Yeah. You know, it was, it was they're trying like to solve competition. Yeah, who is this CVs. guy? Yeah, yeah, so you've got these yeah. people contesting Paul's yeah, position right. as a. You know, who is this Paul? Uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, Paul. Listen, when you you know you need to bring some letters of recommendation so that yeah. we. He's saying, guys, come on. Like, yeah. Do I need to? Do we really? You are. That's what I was going to say. I, I planted this church. Yeah, you, you are, are the letters of. Yeah, my That's right. You are my letters of, re- yeah. you know, the, the transforming power that you've experienced is due to the ministry that I've brought to you. Yeah. So it's it's a weird uh, it's a weird situation, but he's you know he then he then goes on a point to you know this idea that he's a minister of the new covenant. Yes, and he he wants to underscore the difference um, uh, of what what that actually means. You know, we're followers of Jesus. How did Jesus win the victory? Mm. You know, through hum, through through his humility yeah. and yeah. his suffering, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, not through worldly triumph, right? Yep. Now, but this is, but see, what this brings is a greater glory. Mm. It, it actually leads to a greater glory, and and mm. um, and this is where he kind of does this comparison between he does the old covenant and the new right. covenant, and he yeah. talks about you know this is not written by men on ink on tablets, yeah. you know, referring back to the tablets of stone, you know, the, yeah. the Ten Commandments and the law, but by the Holy Spirit on human hearts or on tablets of human hearts. Yeah, which that's is right. Essentially, so yeah. this is written in our hearts. Yeah, that's so. right. And I wonder whether partly this was because some of these false prophets that were coming back into the church in Paul's absence that perhaps were sort of the Judaizers who were kind of trying to mix the new with the old and yeah. or actually eating meat that's been sacrificed to idols isn't okay and we're questioning Paul's doctrine here and you know I wonder whether that's part of it in too and, and Paul's trying to come back to saying hey this is not this is not about the law in yeah. terms of the tablets this is about the Holy Spirit in our hearts so, you know I, yeah absolutely uh, most probably they are from the east yep. that they, they may well be uh, Jewish leaders that have come in to undercut yeah. uh, Paul I mean maybe 
Christian in one sense, messianic, but yes. Judaizers in the sense that they struggling to get out of the old, yeah, struggling to get out of the old. That's right. Yeah. And so he has to argue for the, mm. you know, superiority uh, of the new. And this is where you know he comes back to something that he talks about in in the first part of First Corinthians. Obviously, a persistent issue for them, and that is this. You know, in the first part of the first letter to Corinthians, is, yeah. he has to emphasize this, this sort of to the world this gospel, this message is foolishness. I mean, it's so counterintuitive. Yes. Like yes. who, you know, because uh, we're all wanting to you know rise up and assert ourselves, but this actually there's a sense of self sacrifice and and. Uh, uh, there's a, there's th- that theme of finding your weakness and allowing God to work through that. You know, to work through that. It's all it's also mm. countercultural and counterintuitive. Mm. And so, you know, he picks up on that idea of the you know this message is kind of foolishness to the way that the, the sort of within the operating system mm. of the world. Mm. Yep, absolutely, it doesn't make sense. Like mm. it's easy for those people to come in and make this argument, like what you know, and 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 look good and be more appealing, and yeah. like you know, of course they're going to be more appealing. Mm. But I'm not, I'm not telling you something you're saying to be more appealing. I'm telling you because this is the truth, right? Yes. Yeah. And 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 this truth has a glory to it, and you've seen this, you know, he he. He, he, in a sense, he's embodying this way and and this truth, Paul. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, in chapter four, he you know goes on to talk about how the God of this age has blinded the mind of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel. Um, yeah. And partly, and this is where you get this wonderful passage about ministers of Christ uh, being like jars of clay. Yeah. You know, he says we have this treasure, right? This is it's a great illustration because. He says, "Look, okay, I'm not very impressive. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a cracked, I'm an old cracked pot. Like, yeah. um, but you know what? But this is uh, the, the, the message is contained. God puts yeah. His perfect message, the most precious thing, in jars of clay. Mm. <clears throat> Interestingly, uh, it, the, the custom at the time was yeah. people would keep their most valuable, precious things, precious yeah. things in in old jars yeah. because." Thieves, exactly. Because of thieves. It's so like, thieves it's like it. we hide our jewellery in the undies drawer, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like no one's <laughs> going to go look in there kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I think that's exactly the point he's almost trying to make here. You know, gold and silver and stuff, they would hide in these old jars. So yeah. if anyone came looking, they wouldn't expect to find it. Oh, it's and a there, great point. there it was, you know? It's like, yeah, It's exactly. a great point. So he's saying, that's us. Yeah, we're, yeah. The old, we're the old cracked jars yeah. that God say, actually, I'm going to put my, my treasure, treasure in that. Yeah. Uh, he's that's me. He said that's the kind of vessel uh, that God puts His treasure in. So be careful if you reject the message because of the vessel that it comes in. Yes, you yes. know. Oh man, that's just a great. This is a great point. Yeah. He's kind of basically saying, if people reject the message, it shouldn't be because I'm not a good enough salesperson, essentially. Yeah, it's like, no, exactly. no, it's not about the salesperson. It's actually about the message. Yeah. And and again, he talks about the God of this age, um, yeah. you know, blinding uh, the minds of unbelievers yeah. to, to, to not yeah. be able to see the message. It's know? such a great point. I, the, one of the key <laughs> things for us as Christians is that if we are not willing to receive from imperfect people... Mm. Uh, we will we won't receive from God because God ministers to us through imperfect people, people yeah. that we could have lots of reason to criticize and reject. Mm. Um, but that's the way that God works. He puts His treasure in jars of clay, right. and this is what Paul. And it's is so challenging, about. isn't it? That is so challenging to us because yeah. this world is 
is so built on, particularly this world of communication that we live in now, is so built on who's the best communicator, who's the best, you know, and yet, you know, as we see in politics and a whole lot of things, the person who necessarily can stroke yeah. something the best yeah. isn't necessarily telling you the truth or, or, you know, or isn't got the heart, isn't right. And so we're, we're basing all of our... Um, we're putting all of our eggs into the basket of the person who just looks the best on the outside, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, not necessarily any substance or, or anything like that. And, and this was very much the case yeah, back in this culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, particularly know, the Greco kind of oh, culture yeah, yeah. where, you know, the people who could who seemed to be the smartest and could articulate things really well yeah. were the ones who got listened to. And, yeah, that's right. You know, absolutely. So he goes, he goes into a bit of big picture stuff you know it talks about the fundamental imperf- you know the, the sense in which we're way you know in our mortal bodies and we're yep. so he does a bit of theology a bit of eschatology here you know where um you know he says outward though outwardly we're wasting away in verse mm. Uh, mm. chapter 4 verse 16 yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day yeah um for our Light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that is far, that far outweighs them all. Interestingly, that he he lists some of the most terrible, terrible things, but he refers to them here as light and momentary troubles. Yeah, that's right. It's like mm, goodness me. Yeah. Um. And and then you know, chapter five. That's where he goes into this this um uh this explanation around uh you know being what we're what we're waiting for. You yeah. know that there's still. And, and again, this is something that he has to do in the first letter, isn't it? He mm. he has to point them. Don't be looking for ideals now, yeah. right? Yeah. Like now, we're very far from ideal. Yeah. That's still to come. That's, yeah. we're that's, on the mission. Exactly. Yeah, that's he kind of says, you know, life on this world now is is a bit like living in a tent while we wait yeah. on the house, you know, that's being built, kind of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, we groan while we wait on the eternal future, yeah. which obviously is with Christ in our resurrected bodies. But I think important here that he he he's not contrasting between the physical and the spiritual, but between our presence mortal bodies oh, yeah, yeah. and our future That's immortal right. physical bodies. Yeah, so he's yeah. not trying to say we're waiting to be, you know, floating around in space. No, yeah. he's saying we're waiting for the re yeah, the resurrection, right. the physical yeah. resurrection. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So d- down in at the end of uh, ch- chapter five right. in verse 16, he says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point yep. of view. Yeah. You know, this is the big issue that you don't, don't be regarding people, least of all me from a worldly point of view, because yeah. that's what you're doing. You're going after these, uh, you know, these glitzy kind of, uh, yeah, super apostles. Uh, but you know the fact is when and this classic verse in seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God, uh, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So, um, uh, you know, again, he he's just continually underscoring to these people. You have to think completely differently. Yeah. Um, you have to see things in a completely different ways. And then, you know, he bridges in chapter six and, and comes back to the, the kind of stuff that he went through, mm. you know, mm. before you move into chapter yeah. six, I think, you know, there's a really great, passage there where he yes, talks I'm about skipping, I'm skipping living by faith instead of by sight, you know, and, he, and you know, obviously there's the, the Romans, uh, sorry, Hebrews 11, one, you know, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain for what we do yeah. not see. So he's kind of saying for now, we, um, we, uh, until we experience the ultimate salvation as God's people, you know, f- uh, yeah. where, where faith yeah, will no yeah. longer be required, we actually, and, and at that point in time, everything will be by sight. We will be able to see everything yeah, clearly yeah. then. But until then, then we have to live in the faith that God will bring about yeah. those things that he's promised um, uh, f- 
through Christ. So yeah, basically, yeah. it's like this whole process of understanding we aren't going to get to the, we aren't at the finish line, we aren't going to have those lives. Yeah. We have to live on the basis of believing that that's coming to us. Yeah. There was one bit in there that kind of, this this uh, comment that he makes, and I'm just trying to find it now, where he talks about, uh, you know, us all facing the time of judgment where each will get what is due to him. Mm. Um it, it seems a little, in, you know, inconsistent with Paul's doctrine on justification of faith alone. You know, it's kind of like, it's almost like what you've done, you know, all that you've done will be weighed up. Everyone will face this judgment, all that you've done. You want to speak to that uh, a little bit? It's, it's an interesting, interesting point because it, it's actually, he, he uh, Paul quite consistently makes two really I- important in, you know, sort of balancing points. Absolutely, salvation is completely by grace. Yeah, you you are completely accepted by grace. But he doesn't. That doesn't negate justice. It doesn't negate, mm. ju- you know, because in a sense, because faith is the thing. Faith is that thing that God is wants the most. It, it's it's that I, I want you to trust me like kids, like little kids, yep. right? Um, and and so if you've failed, just come back like a little kid. Just come back. Trust me for salvation, for grace. You know, and he, God will absolutely give it. You know, will will give that. But if you reject that, you know, if you reject that, then there is that there is There's judgment. judgment yeah. And and so you know, he does talk about you know that God will give to each person according to what they've done. Yeah. Romans chapter two. Yeah. yeah. That still stands, you know what I mean? It, it, like grace gives gives us access to forgiveness for what we've done, so that when we when we stand in, in judgment, there's a sense. No, well, you've you've trusted you, the, the, the most important thing yeah. is that you, you trusted me. You, the price has been paid. Did you trust? Did yeah. you trust in Christ? Um, so th- yeah, I, I think that's that's an important point because it doesn't take away from the even the responsibility of living in that faith. And um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's not just this. It's not just this free, you know, free pass, and now you can sort of live however you want. No, no, well, we, we exactly. And and I think he kind of goes. He, he says perhaps a little earlier on. He, he speaks to the fact that we we're we're certainly freedom from free from the the bondage of sin, but we're not free from the bondage of righteousness. In fact, we're now slaves to righteousness. So yeah. we're free from one thing, but we're we are slaves to living the way that that Christ would have us live. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, for Paul, um, you know, that like trusting. Faith for him meant just walking with God and yeah. wherever God and and this you know I mean he goes regardless of the price man yeah. he he goes through yeah. some all of the step talk about three steps forward two steps back I mean the two ste- there were some painful two steps back for Paul mm-hmm. but he's trusting the whole way right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and he's trusting that the God that, that leads him into these terrible circumstance is going to lead him out, you know, out the other side. Now, ultimately, Paul is martyred, of course. He's he's beheaded uh, under Nero. Um, But, you know, as he's just said, he has this hope that this life is just this short, life is a short mission, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's what I'm going to do. And and that's what it means to live by faith. And I'm going to do that. And that, but I have hope beyond that. Yes. And, Um, so coming back to your point yeah. where you were moving on to, which I think is a really good one, you know, we're not, we need to make sure, make sure we don't look at anyone from a worldly yeah. point of view. Yeah. And as you've said, you know, a number of times, but from the precious and sacred, as a precious and sacred creation. <clears throat> yeah, that's of right. God, in so his image. You know. That's right. So he, he commends, you know, he says, so we, uh, in verse, um, where are we? Uh, chapter six, verse four, rather as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. Yes. In great endurance, in troubles, hardships, distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, riots, hard work, sleepless nights, hunger. Mm. <laughs> you know. It's an inventory of the things he's had to go through, really, yeah. isn't it? That's the thing. But this is, yeah. 
you know, but this is exactly what Christ, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, went through. And so he's not commending himself through worldly success. No. He's commending himself through the fact that he's followed Jesus. So look at me. Look, listen, mm. I followed Jesus. Mm. Um, look what I've paid mm. for this. And and he's not doing that as a so much as, as a boast, look at me, how good I am. He's trying to point out something about the nature of the Christian life. Um uh, and and I, I and this is where this letter is so important. I mean, if we didn't have Second Corinthians, uh, we wouldn't have this vital corrective yeah. to because otherwise, Christian ministry would just look like anything else in in, in you know in the world. It's the you know let's all follow the most impressive, charismatic, yeah, uh, yep. you know, glitziest leaders, fastest growing, yeah, yeah, all that you know, kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which Stu. You know, goodness, yeah. doesn't that happen? I mean, yeah. and and we've just got to be careful, you know. And um, you know, Paul's example here is so so precious uh, in this. I want to move on fairly quickly yeah. now, Stu, because okay. we're 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 moving uh, through time. Yeah, yep. we're moving Absolutely. through time. Um, he he does he has this little bit here about being yoked together with unbelievers. I think he's uh, he's concerned, it, and it's not uh, he's not just talking about marriage. I think it's just about them linking themselves with other pagans and therefore, which is drawing them into idolatry. Yeah. I was um, just going to say, I think uh, from my reading and just a bit of research that I've done as well, he's not saying we should distance ourselves from anyone who's not a Christian. No, no. I, I, he said that in 1 Corinthians. Exactly we right. need, we absolutely we need, need to, to maintain these maintain relationships. Those relationships. But I think you're right. My, you know, and my reading is too, is that it seems like these influences, there was this trying to mix the pagan kind of idolatry in with the, yeah. and it's like, it's only going to draw you further that way, <laughs> away yeah. from uh, yeah. the new grace. And, and, and the picture here is of double harness. Don't yeah. Get into double harness, yeah, yeah. like a yoke that, that was the big wooden thing, and, and you get two oxen, yeah. and you'd yoke them together, you'd tie them together, yeah. and together, you know, and so they'd be locked into going the same directions. He's saying, look, don't ever put yourself in a situation mm. where you're locked together with another person who who is he's not going in a he's, different direction. Yeah, he, yeah. He's got completely different um, life is. trajectory yeah. to you. Yeah. If yeah. you're a worshiper of God, if you're a Christian, you want to live the Christian life, then you cannot yoke yourself to someone that doesn't intend to. It's not. Yeah. It's it's you know whether it's through marriage or or yeah. uh, you know uh, tying yourself in in say business contracts yeah. or I mean you, I don't think we can be legalistic uh, no, no. you know about this but the principle is 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 yeah, I absolutely. think is a really good one but I think important to say too though if if you come to faith Subsequent, for instance, yeah. being in a marriage relationship, I don't think God or Paul is suggesting here that no, that no. means you should then. No, in fact, he's addressed that, that in, fact, in the first letter correct. to Corinthians. He says you need to stay. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I think that's important to yeah. say there as well. Yeah. yeah. Let's. So before we just move out of that, two couple of things that really stuck out to me. Okay. Um, obviously, as you said, Paul's sort of calling the Corinthian church to purify themselves from all this contamination, perhaps this cross contamination with the pagan idolatry mm. and the likes. Um, and and really he's saying that our pursuit of this holiness will actually be a reflection of our reverence for God. In a sense, yep. it's like, yeah, how, right. how much do you revere God? Because that's actually going to shape your behavior yeah. in this stuff. So it's important. He commends them. This is, it's in uh, chapter seven that he yep. commends them for their response. Yeah. And this is because of the report that now come back from yeah. Titus. So Titus, oh, he's yeah. I mean, come back and this is he's overjoyed yeah. by by this. You can almost hear response. the massive sigh of relief yeah. from Paul, can't you? It's yeah. like he's sure been sitting can. there in all of this other trouble that's going on in Macedonian. You know, all the 
stuff that's yeah. been happening from it's not been an easy time there in the meantime in his heart he's been worrying about yeah that's right what's happening with the corinthians are they going to basically write me off completely or you know yeah it, it yeah. needed to be said but he's hoping that they'll turn and and come back and he's so he's incredibly relieved when he's Titus very comes relieved back. It's a great moment not to bring up money. Yes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we're just going well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so whatever you do, don't bring up, uh, don't say anything too challenging. Hmm. And what does he do? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, oh, listen, by the way, I want to challenge you with something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the situation here is, um, so you've got to think of the, the, the church's, li- it's interesting, you know, in the ancient world, you know, I mean, it took months to travel from, uh say, Jerusalem, Jerusalem to Rome. Yeah. I mean, months, yeah. three months journey, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and yet there's churches all around and, and everything you know, is sort of in between as well mm. as, I should say, to the east. Mm. And there's a strong sense of oneness with this. I mean, we're all part of the, we're all part of the same thing and, and, and they're really working to, mm. um, to keep this unity. Uh, of course, this is the thing that Christ prayed for, and and yeah. the early church really, they really wanted to work hard to keep this sense of unity. Yeah. So the church in Jerusalem, there'd been a famine uh, in 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 Jerusalem. Um, it was still going on. I think that it was that still going on. They'd suffered worse. lots of persecution. Yep. Yep. Um, they'd made enormous sacrifices actually for the mission to get to, to really launch this movement. Mm. Involved enormous sacrifices. Remember, mm. in in Acts we read that people gave up everything. everything. Right, yep. um, and it was all. It was all sunk into this new burgeoning movement, mission. right? Yep. Mission, which yep. was successful. Their investment was uh, in terms of um, the effectiveness and the spread of the gospel. Yep. Man, it went all over the place, right? Yes. They invested. In, but it's not like, you know, they invested in this and, the, and then they, you know, they, they did really, but, you know, yep. they're all, uh, you know, wealthy. Doing as, uh, great. Yeah, exactly. doing great. Yeah. Well, no, actually, it was a genuine sacrifice. Yeah. They made a sacrifice. They invested in in the ministry, which went really well. Okay, mm. but you know, there was a famine. They'd suffered persecution. They're feeling the sting of the sacrifice. Paul, now, uh, have, with now that the the gospel has gone out, you uh, know, mm. in, into the far ends of the empire, he's saying, right now, we need to give back, back to yeah. the to the mothership. We need yeah. to give back to the original, you know, to where this started. Mm. Um, you know the key apostles are still, uh, you know, ba- I mean they're traveling around. There's a lot of the apostles are traveling around, but Based um, out of yeah, but mm. you know we've got, you've got James leading the church mm. back in uh, back in Jerusalem, and yeah. and they're really struggling. And he says, guys, this is actually this is what being the church is now all about. Yeah, uh, if one part hurts, we we feel it. Yeah, you know, um, and so. This is what he addresses here. He addresses this collection. Uh, you know, I've been taking up this collection at the end of 1 Corinthians. He says, mm. you know, when you come together on the first day of the week. Well, mm. he says, uh, each each family should store up, you know, should put money aside in keeping mm. with your income. Mm. It's kind of like the principle of, of tithing. You know what I mean? You, you, you put money aside in accordance with your income. I should say, though... Um, this is probably not so much about the tithe. No, it was it's about not a relief offering, wasn't it? Really? No, or... it, it is. But at the end of at the mm. end of because what I was going to say is at the end of First Corinthians, he talks about you know in keeping with your income, you put yep. money aside, and yep. and as a Jew, that's that's the kind of thing that they did, uh, you know, yep. week to week. That's yep. exactly what they and they did that to bring, you know, to the uh, to the temple to the central, uh, you know, for the for the maintenance of the ministry. Yeah. And 
the and for the poor. Yeah. Now it's a similar principle. Yes. Uh, now, I mean, some people say, "Oh, you know, the New Testament doesn't teach uh, you know tithing," but here's the thing: it's never less. No. You know what I mean? It's never. It's never something less. The principles of these Old Testament laws uh, are never. Uh, while, while perhaps the the laws in their legalistic form, you know, we can leave those behind. But, but it's never less than. I mean, you, the early church, when you read Acts, they gave hundred percent. Mm, yeah. You know. Yep. So so it was a step up. So, um, so the, it's the principle, really, yeah, I guess, yeah. of sharing that principle of sharing that. Yeah is a principle that is very much embedded in the Old Testament law yeah. uh, that uh, that maintains the ministry of you know uh, you know the ministry of the gospel and um, yeah. and so this is kind of uh, you know working with this principle he's saying come on we need to we actually need to support mm. you know the central um, you know center of action is in the church yeah. in Jerusalem uh, we need to support these guys, and so. And, um, and he even goes on to say, at, at some point, you know, the foot, the boot might be out of the other foot, and we may be needing their support. Absolutely. So he's kind of saying we need to sow generously because yeah. there will potentially come a time where we yeah. need to reap. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And uh, he speaks to that yeah. as well. I think he's also in that kind of passage where he's saying, you know, give according to to what you have. This is not about trying to equalize everybody. It's like no. if you've got a lot, then you can give more. Yeah. If you've got a little, then you give That's a little. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he's not trying to say everyone should equal up here and no one should be wealthy and no one should be poor. He's, yeah. he's simply saying we need to give according to what we have, really. So, And he yeah. uses, because he's writing probably from Macedonia, yep. uh, and, and he says, you know, he holds up the Macedonian churches as a as an example to them, which is an interesting, uh, interesting mm. sort of way you know you know because he says look these guys uh up here in macedonia are going through a really tough time and yet that hasn't stopped them being generous yeah um so what he's saying is the most important thing uh is here is generosity and um and that's what you know he's saying even in the macedonian churches even in this very difficult circumstance they chose generosity, really, um, yeah. uh, over everything, and and so he holds them up as, a, as an example. Because his point, he's trying to, he's trying to estab- he's trying to lead them into a different, whole different kind of way of thinking and of living. Yes, completely different yes. way of living. Yeah, and he doesn't say it isn't a sacrifice. He doesn't. You know, I mean, he, you know, he does say, you know, what God's uh, God is able to care for your needs, and and you know, uh, and um, uh, you know, we can rely on God. Uh, you know, to give us, you know, to replenish what we, you know, uh, what we need. But at the same time, the theme of the whole letter is, you know, there are sacrifices that we, we need to make and we yeah. need to put first things first and yeah. we need to invest in what's most important. Yeah. And this is what's most important. It's not, you know, what's most important isn't uh, isn't your, you know, savings for that, uh, you know, beach holiday that you want to go on at the end of the year. Mm. Um, like, do that. That's great. Go do that. Enjoy that. But do prioritize actually mm. the mission the mission of god let's put you know let's put christ first yeah let's put christ's mission first and so essentially he doesn't mention a beach holiday no he doesn't there no. were some nice beaches i have to say just in this very area <laughs> oh, okay they, they wouldn't have had to have gone far for a nice sort of greek island beach holiday <laughs> but <laughs> but that's not you know uh, he, he's pointing them to to a priority yeah. here and, and he's saying that god would be glorified by it. you know yeah. generosity in the name of god will bring praise 
to God's yeah. name. You know, we'll bring glory to His name. So. Yeah, and so He goes on to say, you know, whoever's whoever sows sparingly will also reap, reap sparingly. sparingly. Whoever shows yeah. generously will also reap generously. So He is saying, mm. you know, uh, can the, you know the question is here? Can God trust you? With resources, like are, are you are you going to be trusted? Mm. Uh, are you going to use those resources in a way that really honors God? Mm. If you are, then God will give you more. It's a it's a it's a biblical pr- principle. It's not like it's not so much that God will give you more to reward you. No, uh, that's your payback for having given mm-hmm. something. You know, it's, it gets sometimes treated like that. Mm. No, it's more the issue that the. the you know the situation here is one in which God sees that you can be trusted with yeah. with resources because you're generous, mm. uh, and so Paul says, "Listen, if you if you sow generously, you will mm. also reap generously." Because mm. God says, "Ah, here's one that, that can become a uh, a conduit for my uh, goodness and blessing and yeah. generosity." Yeah, yeah, and and our trust in, in uh, sorry, His trust in us comes from our trust in him. Are we yeah. going to trust him to provide yeah. for us because we're going to give and that's we are right. going to yeah. give sacrificially and yeah. we are going to be that's generous. That's right. Yeah, it's good. Oh, this is gold, Stu. I, I, as I've read through this, mm. I don't know how many times, it, it rem- I have to be reminded of, of what is... I just have to be reminded of this again and again and again. It's like God saying to me, just remember what, you, remember what you're part of here. You know, remember um, that what the priority is here. Mm. Remember what you need to put first. Remember that this experience that you're going through, it might be unpleasant, might seem like, but actually uh, I'm, I do something in, in difficult experiences like this. Uh, I, 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 I strip you back to places of weakness because that's going to be the launching place for those three steps forward. What, what matters most is what, how you respond in that situation. Are you going to trust me here? Uh, are you going to keep trusting because I'm developing you and ultimately it's for my glory. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, ask questions, see all our resources and much more at our website thrivetoday.tv. We really appreciate the questions and thoughts about what you're reading as we go through the Bible with Thrive. Until next time, our prayer is that these shows will inspire you to go deeper and thrive.